gathered here today to celebrate the life, to mourn the passing, and to remember a man who's not hurting anymore. No more surgeries, no more transplants, no more sorrow, no more tears. Our sorrow is for ourselves, but it's not for him. Gary Irwin Kidder was 70 years old when he passed. He was born in Maysville, Kentucky, May 21st of 1945. And he passed on in the new year, January 1st, around 9 o'clock in the evening. He was married to a woman that he loved with all of his heart, Janet Vick, in the year 2004 here in Granbury, Texas. He was the son of Kenneth and Pauline Hannah Kidder, who have preceded his passing. Gary was a veteran. He served in the United States Navy and worked for General Motors in Ohio. In the mid-1980s, he was laid off and relocated his family to Texas, just in time to experience the hottest part of a record-breaking summer that year. Gary was a gardener, a builder, a fixer of things, and I understand he was an inventor. He felt a family that was blended was just family. He took his boys fishing, camping and hunting, and he made sure they each grew up to be self-reliant. He was a cancer survivor and a caregiver. Gary had a big heart and was a member of Generations Church of Granbury. He was loved by many, as can be seen by this crowd in the middle of a Wednesday afternoon at the beginning of one. He was preceded in death, as I said earlier, by his parents, his brother James Kidder, and his sister, Pamela Van Nest. He survived by his loving wife, Janet Kidder, and three sons, Michael and his wife, Deidre Kidder, William, otherwise known as Billy, and his wife, Angela Kidder, and the newlyweds, Micah, and his wife, Christina Helms. He loved his seven grandchildren, Jenica, Brianna, Emery, Aaron, Gabby, Caitlin, and Nikki. He had one great-grandchild, Everett, and one on the way. He's also survived by his sister, Patricia, and her husband, Johnny Campbell, and a brother, Dennis, and his wife, Sherry Kidder, and many nieces, nephews, and cousins. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your blessing upon this service as we celebrate the life of our brother, our friend, Gary Irwin Kidder. I pray, Lord, for those who are hurting the most. They're in a season of mourning. Use us to be an encouragement to them. Lord, may this service be significant to us all as we remember this man. May we learn the lessons his life taught. In Jesus' name.
share this real quick, real quick, real quick story. I was leaving church one night. You can see me because leaving church one night after a men's service. It's Gary, myself, Bill. And uh, Gary and Bill were parked in front of the church. And I was parked in the back of the church. And as I went out to my car, there was a snake out there in front of my car. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't do good with critters. I, I, we just got a dog. And, and the dog we got is like that big. So I, I just I just knew in my mind I can't go home. I, I can't leave because it's a snake out there. But I probably made the snake infinitely bigger than it was because in my mind it was a, an anaconda wrapped around my car. And I came back in the church, and when I came back in the church, Bill and Gary was, were at the other door and he said hey man we thought you had left we thought you were gone and I said no man I can't leave because there's a snake out there by my car and Gary went to the back door and looked and of course there was a snake there he went out and he said oh man and he picked the snake up by his head and threw it over into over the fence. You just went up on the Christmas list big time with me because I was terrified of that. Can I tell you that describes Gary to a T. Can I tell you that I remember thinking that this guy, what can't he do? You know, I, I watched him suffer and I watched him sit, but time and time again, he never once Never. I, I defy anybody. Maybe, maybe his wife, you know. But I don't know anybody else that he would have complained to because he just that just wasn't in his family. And so when I sing this song, I think about I think about Gary. And so the words will be up on the screen if you know it. And, and I find myself getting lost. Just take it and run with it. Amen. Amen. Now listen, y'all can say something. This is a celebration. You know, I don't want you to get caught up in the fact that he he might not be here physically, but he's here. So we there's a song that we sing that says, All this pain I wonder if
life, we remember he loved praise and worship. He loved to sing, and he loved the praise team. I have in my hand a DVD that we recorded here. Rick Hicks is recording today. 
recorded Gary's story for the benefit of his family. And uh, those of you that have it, you can testify. There's a lot of good stuff on here. And he put you guys on the top shelf, let me tell you. He believed you were not, there was nothing better anyway. A scripture he sought to live by, um, not that I know that he had any favorite scriptures because I think he, he just loved them all, is the well-known one, Proverbs 3, verse 5, that says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct you your paths. Hebrew poetry is such that the words may not rhyme, definitely they wouldn't rhyme translating from Hebrew to English, but they'll say the same thing three different ways. In the ironic blessing, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Three different ways of saying the same thing. Three facets of of the beauty of God's love and care for us. And God told the priests to do that through Moses. He said, when you do this blessing, you're putting my name, who I am, on my people. So here, in looking at this, these instructions, there's a promise in them. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Another way of saying that, don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, all your ways, acknowledge him. And I can testify that Gary Kidder, I knew, sought to live this way. He was a man of the scriptures. And he shall direct your paths. He loved to serve any way he could. Even when he was on dialysis and limited to eight ounces of water a day, he would come out here and pick up trash. I'd say, man, what are you doing? Well, if I sweat, then I can drink some more. So anyway. Um, when the tornado came through town and Operation Blessing set up camp here to, to serve kind of as their hub to serve our community, a few days after the tornado here, one hit Oklahoma that dwarfed the one here, and they had to leave in a hurry and wound up leaving two trucks behind. And Gary Kidder volunteered to help us by being one of the drivers. He could drive and driving the truck all the way to Oklahoma City. Uh, I'll never forget, we had lunch together that day. I think it was at Cracker Barrel. He loved food. And on the way back, just good fellowship. Lots of stories. He always had stories to tell. And this next song was one of his favorites, and I believe it's a song that he lived by. Led by Olathe Swain, Pastor Shake Anderson.
much. Gary believed that and he emphasized that more than one place in his life and with his words and his testimony. And we got it recorded even here on this DVD. And here's an excerpt of him exhorting his grandchildren. And you may not be his grandchild, but you're his friend. You're here for some reason. Let this be an exhortation to you to pursue God with all your heart. Hit it there, guys. They didn't know. My boys didn't know. Uh, Started over. My grandkids. I got four grandkids. I would like my family to know, my boys to know, uh, and my grandkids. I got four grandkids with Mike and three grandkids with with uh, Billy. Uh, although they're in another state, and I didn't get to grow up with them, uh, they're 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 all beautiful children. I love them very much, and. Uh, uh, I want them to know that. God needs to be in their heart all the time, and that uh, with with challenges of today, you must you must go and believe, have God in your heart and open up to Him and talk to Him like He's your best friend, because He is your best friend. And there's no way that you can go through life without. Uh, uh, knowing that he's there to back you, whatever you're doing, he's your, here's your, he's uh, he's there for any kind of trouble you might get into, anything that may come up in your life that's a challenge, that's the that the Lord, that the God, that the devil is trying to get into your heart. He'll keep it out. And I just love you all very much. Gary wanted to live. He fought to live. But he was not afraid to die. In fact, my understanding, when he faced this last surgery, he gave his wife some important papers. He understood the possibility. He was not afraid to die because God was in his life. It was a time he turned to the Lord with all of his heart and repented of his sins, obeyed the Lord by being water baptized, lived a life that was filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. He had the assurance of eternal life. 1 Corinthians 5:19 begins, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. That's a Bible way of saying a believer who has died. Views them as sleeping. From our perspective, they died. They're gone. But from heaven's perspective, they fell asleep. Come on home. Verse 21, For since by man, little m, came death, by man, capital M, also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam, the first man, all die, even so in Christ all should be made alive, that each one in his own order, 
Christ the first fruits, afterward those who are Christ's at his coming. We have the assurance of our resurrection because Christ arose from the dead. He permanently marked history. We call this year 2016, still celebrating the newness of it, still having to double-check our checks when we write them to make sure we got the new year. It's 2016 A.D. I know some people call it C.E., but check the history behind C.E. It all goes back to A.D. A.D. doesn't stand for after death. It stands for Anno Domino, or the year, time, Anno, relates to the word annual, and Domino, or Domini, relates to the word dominate, or lordship. The time of his lordship, it goes back to the beginning of his reign. It goes back to his childhood. And we are marking time because history records he died and then his grave was empty. And there were eyewitnesses willing to be tortured and even die and did not recant their faith in the resurrection story. There was the empty tomb to testify. In fact, the followers of Jesus were formulated into what's called the church just a few days after his ascension to heaven, just a short walk from the empty tomb. Talk about a great evangelistic tool. And it still continues today. After three centuries of trying to resist the resurrection story, the Roman Empire embraced it, made it the law of the land. Um, His family that weren't really his followers became fully devoted followers Two of his brothers wrote books in the New Testament. One was thrown off the temple in his, in his broken body while they're stoning him to death. He's professing faith in his, in his brother Jesus. And there's the enduring results today, for there's dozens of people in this room today whose lives have been changed like Gary's was through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This chapter, if you go on and read it, it says things like this. Christ is the firstfruits of the resurrection. He is the firstborn to rise from the dead. And His Spirit within us now quickens our body. In Him is life abundant and free. Death has no sting and the grave has no victory. For Jesus has taken the fear all away. And now I am learning the true joy of living. In Him is life abundant. And those who have found hope and salvation in the Lord, the forgiveness of their sins, the the wiping away of their regrets, finding new life in Christ, we have hope of eternal life through Christ's resurrection. Him, the first fruits, and we're the result of that. John wrote in the next to the last chapter of the Bible, he says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he shall dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. 
He takes our dust and makes us new. And he said to me, write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Any thirsty people here today? The Lord has water for you. Cry out to him. Begin to pursue him. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. We're here today celebrating the life of an overcomer, one of God's sons, one of his children, one of our brothers. And we have the hope of seeing him again. So it's goodbye, Gary, but it's goodbye for now. And good morning, later. Good morning, Gary, later. James Neal is going to lead the song, I Can Only Imagine. it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in awe of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? To my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only I can only imagine, only imagine what that when that day comes and I find myself standing in the sun. I can only imagine when all I will do is forever forever worship you I can only imagine I can only imagine surrounded by your glory what will my heart feel will I dance for you Jesus or in of you be still, will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Yeah. 
I can only imagine Surrounded Surrounded by your glory What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Yeah. I can only imagine. Now they tell me this is a celebration service. We're all friends here. I want you to sing it with me. I like that word, surrounded. I've been hearing this song for years. This is the first time I ever looked at that word, surrounded. So I looked it up in the dictionary. And you know what it means? Surrounded. Uh, That's what it means. Encompassed. All around. So here's what Gary did. He rose up from that body of illness and sickness. He stepped over into the realm of glory. Come on, can I get a witness? And he found himself surrounded by the glory of God. Oh, yeah. That's what he's doing right now. He's trying to figure out the glory of God. He's enjoying it. And this song talks about the things people do when they're in the glory of God. They they may sing, they may shout, they may they may walk, they they do all kinds of things. They may jump. Hallelujah. When Peter and John went to the temple at the time of prayer in the third chapter of Acts, they encountered a man who was lame from his birth and he thought he was going to get a handout. Peter said, Well I'm financially embarrassed today, but I tell you something I do have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk and he that was slain from his birth his ankle and feet began to receive strength and he rose up and Janet I'm going to tell you something that's what that's what what your husband did he rose up with strength walking and leaping and praising God hallelujah sing it everyone Will my heart fail? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Come on, surrounded. Surrounded by your glory. What will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all you be still? Will I stand in your presence? To my knees will I fall? Will I
here to share some reflections is someone that probably knew Gary as good, if not better, than anyone on this planet. His firstborn, Michael Kidder. Come right on. Wow. Um, Hello? Okay. Hallelujah. It is so wonderful to see everyone here uh, for my father. If he'd written his own program, it would probably be something very much along these lines. Uh, I think we could probably close with all the songs and worship that was being sung here today because that would fill his heart with joy. I know he's crying right now and full of joy. Um, I wanted to take the time to uh, kind of reflect on my dad's life. Uh, I didn't know we were going to do a little bit of video before my uh, talk, and it, it just, you know, it, it brings joy to my heart uh, to hear dad's testimony and to know that his testimony is recorded, to share it with my friends and family and, and everyone that, that, that can hear that. And I know it was posted on, on your website, and that was, was a great testimony. It's, it's a testimony to my father that, that he had so many people in his later years, even though he was, uh, you know, many, uh, many people that I see here uh, knew him uh, when I was in high school, uh, worked with him uh, in his occupation. Um, and just loved Gary so much. Um, I'm a reflection of my father. Um, he he made the man I am today. I have I have four wonderful kids, a beautiful wife. We live up in Idaho. Unfortunately, you know, there's there's many fa- friends and family that that wanted to make it down here. He, is, he has a surviving uh, brother and sister that uh, live out of state in, in East Texas as well. Um, so I'm humbled that, uh, that that you guys are that provided providing this service for us and, and this celebration um, uh, that it's recorded and that we can share with them as well. Um, if you couldn't tell, my my dad was a family man. That's reflected in Janet and Micah. Over the years, you've seen him grow. You've seen Micah grow into the man that he is today. My dad loved family. Every my my earliest um, memories is always being with my father. My dad always um, found time. He was he always found time to um, take us camping, um, going out on activities. I remember family reunions. One of the uh, most precious memories in in my life is is. Is, is family activities and family reunions. We had we had family reunions on his his mother's side that we we always uh, would go out to a place called Serpent Mound in Ohio, and it was always a big family reunion. I always always remember the, the thing I could remember the most was eating cold meatloaf and and uh, chicken because I, I I love to eat. <laughs> but uh, I, I remember um, just just the family um, dad enjoying spending time with. Uh, uh, his family and uh, his father and uh, his brothers and sisters and my aunts and uncles and and we were a close family unit um, every year we'd get together for um, 
for uh, for Christmas on Christmas Eve and uh, with our cousins and uh, Randy and Michelle and, and Melanie uh, were my cousins uh, along with uh, my brother Bill. We'd get together, uh, all the com- cousins would come together and uh, celebrate that time of year. So it was always a special moment. Um, my dad, uh, some things about my dad you may not know. Um, he uh, he was a great bowler. He uh, he was in a bowling league for many many years. Um, he bowled. He uh, he was a volunteer fireman as well uh, for many years when we lived in in Farmersville and uh, served well. Uh, he, he enjoyed enjoyed serving others. If if we weren't out working with dad, repairing a car, uh, building something, he built his garage out back when we were still living in, in Farmersville, Ohio. He was always building something, always tinkering, always finding something to do, finding something else to do, whether that was with the family, helping the family, immediate family, or helping his neighbors and around him. I remember many times going over to a friend's house, repairing a roof, fixing the plumbing. He showed me so many things as far as you know, skills necessary to be a good dad, be a good father, and, um, and to maintain your... your uh, your values. Um, I love my dad so much. It was, and it's, it humbles my heart to to be here. I mean, to to, to express that and to share that. Um, my dad worked um, as a machinist many many years. Uh, he started in General Motors, Delco Air, uh, working automobiles. Um, Continue that when we moved to Texas, uh, General Dynamics, uh, working on the F-16 Fighting Falcons, and then um, as well as uh, Rockbit Industries, uh, making drill bits. And I always remember the joy going with Dad and and uh, to his workplace and him sharing, you know, what he did as a skill, uh, understanding uh, what it took to. Uh, to make the parts that he did and, and the tolerances and everything that, that was involved with that. And uh, it, was, it was always a reflection of, of, of the passion that he had, not only for, for you know, family, but also for what he did uh, in work that made, made us happy as well. I want to thank, um, again, everyone that, that, was, that is here today. Um, I want to especially thank... Um, uh, the family uh, for the kidney donation that was the members of this same church. Um, it's a very inspired story. Uh, it's, it's a miracle that it ever happened. Uh, Dad came, overcame many adversities, but the miracle of the gift that he received as a kidney donation in the last three years, he was able to be off of dialysis and, and, and live a much fuller, richer life because of that. And uh, I, I, I thank you in the bottom of my heart for that happen. I want to thank the uh, the Naval Military for being out here today for showing the honors and colors. Uh, Dad was a Navy man. Um, he didn't talk much about the Navy, but it wasn't because he didn't like the Navy. He loved the Navy very much. His brother James was in the Navy, who died at a very young age, much too early, when I was just a baby. And 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 James was a naval man, and I think it was it was painful in his heart to talk about the Navy sometimes because it reflected back on his brother James. They were two peas in the pod. They went to my dad was actually held back a year in school uh, for anemia, and uh, ended up being in the same grade as his brother James. So they 
they grew up together just like you know twins it was they were inseparable from what i remember my dad telling me and uh so it was it was appreciative for the navy to be here today to honor that and uh and for you guys to honor my father as well and i love you very much and i say it in the name of jesus christ amen All right, so now let's take 10 minutes for an open mic. Uh, the three rules of an open mic. Obviously, we're doing this to hear things that maybe we didn't know about him, so try not to be repetitive of what others have already said. But the three rules of open mic is be bold, do it, be brief, and be seated. <laughs> Who would like to go first? Yes, Bill Breedlove. I remember that story about the snake because I'm the Bill. Not the snake. (laughs) Remember this? Yes, I do. Because of Sheik coming to this church, and he had an idea at this church about a men's group, a fellowship group for men. Gary came over to my house. That was the first night that began our friendship. Got the rock to prove it. That was about five years ago. And all I can tell you is that in the past five years, he and I have shared more meals, more pie, more coffee than I think all of you put together. We found excuses to drive one another into town, to pick up medicine, to go to a doctor's appointment, to do whatever. But it was never, no, I can't, I'm busy. It was like, when? Because I think we both look forward to the fellowship. um, Mike said he didn't talk much about the Navy. He did to me. What are two old guys sitting on on a swing in the porch drinking their coffee talk about? Tractors. Lawnmowers. Cutting the grass. Planting the garden, getting ready, the old cars that we grew up driving, the Navy. I'm Navy too. So we had a lot of stories that we could swap. In fact, your memories here are my memories too. I've known them five years, but I have a lifetime of knowledge. And as we talked about those subjects, you know, we also talked about God, Jesus, heaven. um, And you, his family. Out of all those things, even that testimony, I was looking extra careful because I was there with that testimony. We talked about the testimony. We critiqued the testimony, what we could change. (laughs) And there's one thing that's missing in that testimony when you all watch it, because I'm sure you're all going to. You didn't see what I've seen in him. Anytime he talked about the kids, his sons, And it didn't matter whether they were in trouble, the car broke down, I'm out of a job. 
that didn't change anything about the smile in his voice when he talked about you. Um, That was missing only because when given the testimony, it was unscripted. It was like, well, just tell your story. No, I just want to hear it, you know. (laughs) Well, there was so much stress on trying to think of what you want to say. I'm sorry to say that I didn't see the smile, but I know the smile is there. On Gary's Rock, which was handed to me by Janet when I walked in, it says, healing and bringing my son to know Jesus. I got to give this one back because this is going to be a memory. This is going to be something, Micah, you're going to carry in your truck until you can pass it on to your grandchild and say, this was my daddy. Um, To sum it up, to keep it brief, (laughs) you have no idea how close we got. (laughs) You know, I'm going to be wandering over to their house with my cup of coffee going, oh, yeah, he's not, I've got to walk back. But there's something that I just want to mention in closing. It's worth it. It's worth it. There's a real famous prayer. I'm sure all of you know it. I'm sure a lot of you say it every day. And it's been repeated for thousands of years by millions and millions of people. See, our Father. We can say the prayer. It was the closest thing I know to walk the prayer. No malice, no enemies, mainly because he forgot he forgave everyone. Um, but then there's a story that follows that prayer. It's in Luke 11, if any of you don't know it. And it's a story about a neighbor. And the neighbor comes over to his friend and neighbor at midnight, knocks on the door and says, Hey, I just got some of my friends come into town. I have nothing to feed them. I need a loaf of bread. And let me paraphrase wrap it up and he goes oh no man the door is closed i'm in bed go away but there's a comment made about pursuing knocking you know persistence i want to change that up a little bit because if i walked over to gary's house at midnight and asked for that same loaf of bread without thinking without hesitation He'd go, well, invite him in. I'll cook you a dinner. And he'd break out everything. And then he'd holler over his shoulder, Janet! (laughs) (laughs) He he never left her out of anything. (laughs) But that's the kind of neighbor and friend I had. Thank you. Uh, We've known Janet and Gary and Micah since Micah was a little boy in another building before we ever came here. And 
I guess I've never met a man who has been almost at death's door and gotten up. You know that song, I get down, but I get up again? That's scary. (laughs) Anyway, one day, we hadn't been in this building very long, and I don't know if I was preaching or singing, but the the Lord gave me a prophetic word. And Guy usually sits over here with Janet. And I remember pointing at him, and this is maybe 10, 13 years ago. And the word was, Gary, you will live and not die. It is not your time. There are still things for you to do, people for you to meet, and your door is to be open to your neighbors. Mm. It is not your time. And the Lord, he was dying then. And the Lord spared his life then and gave him another 13 years. And Bill is a fruit <laughs> of that. It was, he was his neighbor. And Bill now is a wonderful part of our congregation, and we dearly love him. And then three years ago, November 20th specifically, uh, the couple that generously donated a kidney um, allowed him to have another three years. He got to see his grandchildren born. He got to see dear Micah get married. That was just a few months ago. God promised him several more years and he was faithful. And today we rejoice knowing that he has finished the race and he has entered the gate and he has heard, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm Russ Wallace. Uh, I was fortunate to be friends with uh, Gary. I uh, lived in Wyoming when I became friends with Gary, and the way that happened was my daughter is Janet and Gary's neighbor, and uh, Caitlin was just born then. We came down to see our daughter, and Micah was uh, a lot less than six and a half feet tall then, and uh, we had a Micah that was a little bit younger than than, uh, Gary and Janet's Micah. They started playing together, and they invited him to church. And uh, I just became born again when I was 39, first time I went to a Bible study. So I was a little uh, cautious about what kind of church. I said, uh, I asked Janet about that. She invited Micah to come to church with him. I said, well, sure, that'd be good. I said, uh, where do you go to church? They said, uh, Granbury. And I said, well, we have no place to go to church. Audra's kind of, she just, uh, at the stage at, at that time of her life, she drifted a little. And uh, so I said, could we come to church with you? We'll follow you in our car. And uh, so that was, we was down here downtown. You was in the theater. And uh, so it was a great church, great worship like now. Uh, went back to Wyoming and I was able to be able, to, I became a, 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 instantly because we had Christ. We were brothers, me and Gary. And I was able to call him to check or to satisfy my heart about my daughter and Caitlin, and see what was going on with them. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, Gary was a guy that he did love the word. Everything, this worship service was Gary. This was this praise. It was all about Gary, the songs. I mean, that's Gary. Yep. It was just, uh, that's the way he lived on the street <clears throat> in his pickup truck. We were talking about the tractors, uh, working with them in the yard. But... Uh, 
uh, I lost track of my thought there. Oh, <clears throat> what uh, I wanted to say was that he, 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 t- he took his faith to the street because he had Bible study in his home, neighborhood Bible study. I'm talking to my daughter on the phone. says, well, we're going down to Bible study at Gary and Janet's. I said, really? Well, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, they started a Bible study, and, and then we have prayer afterwards. We pray for church needs or whatever, you know, what's going on in the neighborhood. I said, wow, that's awesome. But that's the kind of man he was. He, 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 he was a man that you know, worked with his hands, made tools, manly things, fished, loved his family. But he was a man that would start a Bible study and invite neighbors. He, he, he was real. Gary was real. I guess a lot of Christian brothers, but none are as any more real, and very few as real as Gary. Thank you. Um, I have one regret, and that was not being able to thank Gary for being a great father and husband to my brother and my stepmom. And uh, I wanted to thank Mike and Billy for sharing him with us. And I appreciate y'all. You'll always be my brothers. Thanks. Thank you. Dan? Someone has well said that death is just the vestibule to the great auditorium of life. And the things that I've heard, I I have the feeling Brother Gary has never been as much alive as he is right now. And I have another feeling he won't be gone long. Because soon the trumpet will sound. And the Bible said the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the clouds of glory. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So, we've just come here to say good night, Gary. Rest well. We'll see you in the morning. But to the rest of us here, the living, maybe you haven't made your start for God as like you planned to. I committed a little poem to memory flying a little plane over the bush of West Africa. And I love it. And I'd like to share it with you. You cannot control the length of your life. But you can the width and the height. And the place you attain in those quiet halls of fame, that position is yours to decide. And the trail that you blaze up life's rugged hill may be broad and easy to find. But it's the height you attain that inspires others to climb the generations that are yet unborn to time. You cannot steal back from a day that is spent. Idle words are one single deed. They're all posted at night on the billboards of time. 
for those who will follow to read. You cannot dictate what history will write, be it maim or be it sublime. But what's written of you will have an effect on the generations that are yet unborn to time. Did the world get a bargain the day you were born? Or has your life to others brought shame? Do you ponder the fact how that folks will react when descendants of yours speak your name? Will the ink of your life stand bold or fade out as history appraises the lines? Is there untarnished value to the things you bequeath to the generations that are yet unborn to time. Remember, it's appointed unto man once to die. We're all going the way Brother Gary is gone if Jesus tarries. But we can go like he has gone, straight into the arms of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we want for every one of you. Simply takes confessing your sins to Him. Nobody can pray a prayer of repentance for you. That's one thing you have to do for yourself. Say, God, I am sick and tired of the world, the devil, and myself. Forgive me and cleanse my heart. If you'll do it and mean it, He'll do it. He'll meet you halfway every time. And He'll give you His Spirit. You see, He doesn't dwell in buildings like this. He dwells in flesh and blood, like you and me.
Let's stand. Lord, we thank you for this man of God, your son, who's with you now. Lord, we just pray that the memories of this service would carry us forward, that we would live in light of the example and testimony of this man. And Lord, that we'd be an encouragement to his family, Lord. Comfort them in this season of mourning. In Jesus' name. And now, Lord, we pray that you would bless and keep your people that you would cause your face to shine upon them and be gracious to them. Lift your countenance upon them and give them your peace, the shalom peace that passes all understanding, the peace based on victory. Thank you, Lord, for the assurance of eternal life and victory over death that no longer is something to fear. In Jesus' name, amen. Go get them, Tigers. Thank you so much for coming today. Bless you. Thank you.